0: when you're doing subconscious work, you don't really know what's gonna come up. And are in a group setting, it's not always comfortable to share exactly what's coming up right then and there. So especially with someone who has deeper trauma or is uncomfortable talking about those things, they're not used to being in a coaching type environment, mm-hmm. one-on-one's incredibly powerful for that. Also just having the extra attention. Some of us have more awareness on where our blocks are than others. And you get a 90 minute interview with that area of life with me. I'm going extremely deep mm-hmm. in that hour and a half. And from there, we're, we're pulling out every single technique in the book, which is when I mean, you've experienced extremely quick. So it's the fastest type of transition and result.
1: Welcome to Empower Her Money Podcast. I am your host, Angela Duncan. Today's episode is sponsored by freemoneytipsbook.com. freemoneytipsbook.com. Head over there, download your free ebook, Seven unshakable Tips to Get You Started on Your Financial Journey. Today's episode, I get to interview Coach Tiffany Taylor. Super excited for you to hear this episode because she's gonna dive into NLP and reaching your subconscious mind. Welcome to Empower Her Money, Tiffany. How are you today? I'm doing great, how are you? I am awesome, this is episode 150 and we are here live in a podcast studio, so super excited to have you today. I would love for you to start off with your journey, kind of talk about how you got to what you're doing today.
0: Thank you so much for having me, I'm excited to be here. So I'm a master NLP mindset and business coach and how did I get here, that's a great question. I learned really early on that my purpose is to help others become better. And I explored this through different careers, through management, and that was the overall overarching trend. I had a natural talent for understanding what motivates people, what makes them tick, where are the gaps in their life and how can they overcome those things? And I wanted to build on that talent. I wanted more, I wanted a skill to match it. So that's when I started studying NLP and coaching and that's how I ended up starting my business as well. I knew about the information probably a lot longer. My mom actually studied hypnotherapy, hmm. so I was aware of it. I think she planted some seeds there. That's how I got into it. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. And I think that's a great skill to have because you know, even as business owners, we struggle sometimes on figuring out what is our purpose. And it's difficult to plan a business around when you don't know how to find that. So can you give us some examples on how you help your clients through that transition?
0: Absolutely. So what I love about coaching one-on-one is everyone's starting from a different journey and you can get to go really, really deep with that. And one of the words I love discussing with my clients is the word alignment, because this is an overused buzzword. But when you have a buzzword like that, it used to have meaning and weight. And I encourage people to create their own meaning for that. So when I think about alignment, okay, that means there's certain elements that need to be aligned. What are those things? And to me, that means you need to align your purpose. You need to align your vision with that purpose. You need to align your goals with the vision. And then you need to align your time management, the way you're actually allocating your time and attention with your goals, with your vision, with your purpose as well. And oftentimes, one or more of those things is gonna be out of alignment. Mm -hmm. And we'll see that because it's gonna show up as inconsistency, it's gonna show up as us becoming distractible, and it's gonna show up maybe as self-sabotage, procrastination, and these are the enemies of an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I'll take my clients through a process of discovery. You also
1: love doing in-person events. I think that there's kind of a difference when you do the one-on-one versus a group. So kind of talk mm-hmm. about what things you enjoy and what your clients get out of from the one-on-one and then some things that they get out of when they're doing the group setting as well. That's a great question.
0: So when it comes to one-on-one coaching, we get to go extra deep. And this is especially important because when you're doing subconscious work, you don't really know what's gonna come up. And when you're in a group setting, it's not always comfortable to share exactly what's coming up right then and there. So especially with someone who has deeper trauma or is uncomfortable talking about those things, if they're not used to being in a coaching type environment, mm-hmm. one-on-one is incredibly powerful for that. Also, just having the extra attention. Some of us have more awareness on where our blocks are than others. And you get a 90-minute interview with that area of life with me. I'm going extremely deep mm-hmm. in that hour and a half. And from there, we're, we're pulling out every single technique in the book, which is when I mean, you've experienced extremely quick. So it's the fastest type of transition and result. In a group setting, naturally, I'm not going to have the opportunity to interview each person for 90 minutes in a group setting. Right. But in a group setting, you have other people who are like-minded with similar challenges to you. And the benefit there is, even if you don't understand your blocks and you're in a group setting, you're gonna see yourself in other people. You're gonna see the questions that they come up with. You're gonna watch them have breakthroughs. And the cool thing about that is when another person has a breakthrough, you can't help but learn, you catch it too. So you have the added benefit of community and realizing you're not alone in these challenges. And it opens up your vulnerability, which allows you to connect deeper with people as well. So yeah. That's like the main difference.
1: Hmm, very good. And so keeping the NLP and what you've learned there, and you're also very religious, um, there's some overlap between the two, I could think. So talk a little bit about how you can kind of bring both of those sides together in your coaching.
0: Ooh, loaded question. I <laughs> <laughs> like this. So I do coaching... For Christians and also for non-christians and I keep a secular process for the non-christians for Christians. I Unveil a whole new layer of my coaching. So in NLP you're taught that You have your results which your life and business results, which we call reality Mm day-to-day And that's driven by your behavior how you show up Your behavior is driven by your feelings and your emotions which is driven by your thoughts which you may or may not be aware of and those thoughts are created with the root of beliefs. Mm-hmm. And that's where NLP stops. Your beliefs create your thoughts and beliefs become things. But when you're a Christian and you understand that you're a spiritual being, and you understand that you're a child of God, now you're looking with a whole new lens. And when you're looking at that lens, you're looking at the spiritual root. And the spiritual root in reality is most of your thoughts aren't yours, mm-hmm. right? And those thoughts can have can be from the enemy, to be honest. Those thoughts can be against what God says about you. Those thoughts will be attacking your identity. Those thoughts will attack your purpose. Those thoughts will attack you making any progress towards building the kingdom and Spiritual warfare happens in the mind. Hmm. That's the battlefield. Mm -hmm. We think it's up in the air or some mystical thing The real spiritual warfare is happening in your mind Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until actually I started going really deep into my faith that I realized how interconnected these two are Mm -hmm. Because as someone who's going very deep into the subconscious mind I can see how the enemy is attacking people. I can see where the lies are and not to go too deep, but when you're when you're being attacked and you're in spiritual warfare, and I have a feeling someone watching this is probably enduring this and isn't really sure what's going on, mm-hmm. but you're going to feel attacked. You're probably going to feel like everything's going wrong, nothing's going your way. You can't seem to have control over your mind, your thoughts, or your actions. That might be spiritual warfare. And the way you enter into something like that is you agree to it. Mm. You can't be tormented without agreeing first. That means you give permission. Mm-hmm. But what most people don't realize is the way you give permission is by you accept a lie. So you can knowingly or unknowingly give away permission to be tormented. Mm. And it comes is by coming into agreement with a lie. A lie in the personal development world, in the coaching world, is a limiting belief. Mm. It's a limiting decision. Mm-hmm. But in the Christian world, there's a whole different language for it. And the truth is the Bible is known all of this from the beginning of time and there's a lot of biblical wisdom in personal development. In fact most personal development books are based on the Bible. I think John Maxwell, author of over 70 books, he says every single book he's written is based on the Bible. Hmm. So those two are really interconnected because when I'm with someone who's Christian, I can more openly speak about what are the root causes of what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. Let's find out what that special purpose is inside that's so big that you're getting attacked for it. Let's find out what those lies were, those entry points you came into agreement with, and let's cut those out.
1: Hmm. Love that. So this is Empower Her Money podcast about money when you're working with clients what kind of blockages or limiting beliefs do you see around money and how do you kind of unlock that so that they can be in an abundant life
0: Mm. money mindset is always interesting because when you talk about money mindset the first thing people usually say is oh I don't need that Mm -hmm. I have a good mindset (laughs) and I understand where they're coming from because when you look at mindset work We always start with the vision, the values, the goals, and a lot of successful people have that already because you had to have that to become successful in the first place. So when I talk about mindset, I take an elimination route. I'm not looking at what we need to add unless you're missing it. I'm really looking at what do we need to eliminate. Hmm. And when it comes to money mindset, what a lot of people don't realize also is your blueprint for money is actually installed by the age of seven. So, most people are running their finances mm-hmm. with the mind of their seven-year-old self. Right. And we can talk about why that is. We have the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. But when you're a child, you only have the subconscious mind, mm-hmm. which is why we're so creative and imaginative and we can play games with our imaginary friends or you know, tea parties with the dolls, whatever it is. And we actually don't develop the conscious mind until about the age of seven or eight which means we don't have the ability to accept or reject ideas until that age. Hmm. So most of the things blocking people are before that age. When we talk about money, what did your parents believe about money? What were your parents always saying? Is something too expensive? Is something not possible? Are they saying money is the root of all evil? (laughs) Are they saying that rich people are evil and you have to do bad things or be a bad person in order to make money? I'll tell you why those blocks are actually happening. Most people would take a limiting belief like this Mm -hmm. and just change it over and make it positive. But if that belief is subconscious, then consciously talking about it isn't gonna make that shift. Mm -hmm. And when you take a complex limiting belief like rich people are evil or something along those lines, Mm -hmm. your subconscious mind has a duty to protect its identity. So if you identify as a good person in general, a person who does good deeds Mm -hmm. and you believe you have to be something different to make money, you've just put yourself in a situation Or as soon as you earn money, that means you're a bad person. Mm -hmm. And your subconscious will not let that happen because it will not make you a liar. Hmm. So when you're working with those kinds of complexities, again, that's where it does come down to identity.
1: Yeah, lots of words of wisdom. So you recently wrote a book. And so I would love for you to talk a little bit more about the book. What inspired you and what did you want to accomplish by putting this book out?
0: Great question. Yes, so I recently published my book, (laughs) Elite Mind Quote Book. And this is a, I think I shared this with you a few days ago actually. This is a fun project for me over Christmas. I wanted to understand the publishing process. I wanted to see how I could streamline it. I wanted to make all of the mistakes I could possibly make on my first book so that when my second one comes out, I'm ready to launch and hit the ground running. So, this book, the inspiration for it was looking at quotes. Quotes have a way of landing mm-hmm. on your soul. Yeah. And a lot of times you'll read a quote and they will. They will read you, and it will challenge you, and you might marinate it on it for a day. So what I did is I put together 102 quotes for elite minds in business to accomplish peak mental performance.
1: 102. How did you come up with that number?
0: 99 is really overused. Yes. 100 seems meh. There's it's hundred I was gonna say say. I I did a hundred and one
1: on mine, so I'm yes, curious about the hundred and two. <laughs> exactly. And
0: I've seen hundred and one. I was like, I have to be a little I gotta just a make it, bit more. it's that extra mile, right? Yeah. That extra <laughs> that extra one quote. So I go with a hundred and two quotes and these are all around mindset and elimination that are there to challenge you, encourage you. And I put these together some some of the best minds, some of the best speeches I've seen, some of the most well-known people in history mm-hmm. for being strong-minded. And I put a few of my own quotes in there as say, well. I
1: hope some of your own are in there. Yes. Um, when I owned a Remax office, one of the activities we did with our team is we had everyone contribute to a quote and we had a quote wall. So like when you walked into the office and you were going up the stairs, like all of these quotes were on the wall. And I got that idea when we went to um, Zappos in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. They had a quote wall. And I just thought it was so cool that you bring all the employees together and allow for them to be part of this like project. So quotes definitely do land. I believe that as well.
0: 100%. And fun fact, I've been collecting quotes for the last 10 years in the notes section of my phone. I used to... I traveled a lot. So anytime I went to an airport or a new city, if I saw postcards with the cute quote, if I saw... Um, a quote book, I would just flip through it in my free time and I would write down in my notes folder, favorite quotes to live by. Hmm. So I already had a big accumulation of these. And then I just added a few more to curate it to mindset.
1: Gotcha. So being a coach, how important is having a coach for yourself to you?
0: Incredibly important. There's a few different layers of that when you're a coach yourself. When you're a coach yourself, it's so easy to have ego and say, Oh, I already know this. I don't need the help. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the most dangerous lies anyone can believe in, not just a coach. Mm -hmm. If I'm good and I don't need help, I am now blind Mm -hmm. to what my blind spots are. Mm -hmm. And now I get to make excuses like it's just not in the cards for me, it's not the time yet. I'm always going to be this way. I just have to work around it. That's where those secondary lies come in. Mm -hmm. So being a coach is incredibly important that I see my own blind spots. It's incredibly important that I'm checking myself with how I'm showing up as well and continuing to grow because I love when my clients are become way more successful way faster than me. And it's still my responsibility no matter where I am, what level I am, to continue growing, to continue inspiring, to continue passing that on as well, and to continue looking at new tools and techniques that are being developed so that I can pass that along as well.
1: Mm. And so one of the things that I believe is you can have a coach in your life, and if you're really truly implementing what that coach is teaching you, they may get you to a certain level, and it's okay to move on to another coach. How do you feel when that happens?
0: This is also an interesting question. So. I don't believe showing I've ever have one coach. I think you should have different coaches for different areas of your life. I've always had multiple coaches mm-hmm. on my side and every fitness, nutrition, health, spiritual, multiple coaches yeah. around me. When it comes to bouncing around coaches, for mindset, it could work potentially. The challenge is you wanna know what modalities and results it is that you're looking for mm-hmm. with that. There's a danger when it comes to hopping around coaches. You're opening up yourself, the ability to say, oh, this coach didn't work, so this coach is gonna work. I've seen it where people flip around coaches and nothing works for them because they're not actually fully committing. And I encourage people to stick with one coach longer term because the coach is doing things right, they're continuing to grow. When you're working with someone longer term, they know you, Mm -hmm. they know your story, they've seen what you've come through and there's a more deeper intimate relationship there that adds a ton of value to the coaching experience that you're gonna have. And I think it was Venus Williams that we both at the same event and she was speaking and I found this really interesting. So Venus Williams is an all-star, right? And she's only ever had four coaches in her life. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And she was really specific on saying that that the value of how she became the top performer that she is was by staying with just the four coaches through her whole lifetime, even as she surpassed level by level. So there's a value to that. If you're going from coach to coach, it just depends on the results you want to have. Some, one coach might not have the same area, niche, or results that you want to have, and that would make sense to switch. Yeah.
1: So sometimes if you're going through different coaches, then maybe you need to look inside instead of external.
0: Yeah, I would go inside on that. Yeah. Reflect on
1: it. So what's next for you?
0: What's next for me? So right now we've just launched a weekly blog article going out. I love Instagram. It's my main platform. I've got my whole business on it and I crave going deeper and I know my audience does as well. So a lot of the information I like to share. I'm an avid reader. I take a lot of courses. I, it can be hard to digest on social media. Mm-hmm. So I'm moving that sort of content over to YouTube where okay. we're doing two videos a week my weekly blog, which is one blog a week, and I've already finished the draft of my second book, 11 chapters. Wow. So I'm working on that second book as well.
1: Okay, so I've got a fun question for you. Mm-hmm. If you could have a superpower or a super talent, what would it be and why?
0: the ability to go into a library or a bookstore and wave my hand on a book and absorb all the knowledge and be able to retain it on command.
1: Yeah, I would love that too. I like that one. That's the first time I've heard that, so that's a good one. So if our audience wants to find you, learn more about what you're doing, how do they find you?
0: The best way to find me is on Instagram at Coach Tiffany Taylor, and you can DM me the word challenge. I have a seven-day challenge for self-awareness that walks you through how to see what your mental and emotional blocks are. Or I host a monthly masterclass. It's completely free. So you can always DM me the word masterclass as well.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for being on Empower Her Money. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. Thank you so much for tuning into Empower Her Money podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast, and leave a review wherever you are tuning in.